Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. It's still a haves and have-nots out here when it comes to moisture. Many areas received rain uh, over the week and even last night, reports of anywhere from a half to two inches. Uh, most of that came again where they've been receiving rain. Here at Hayworth, we're in the have-nots from 136 to about Decatur. Uh, we're still struggling to uh, to buy a heavy dew for that matter of fact. Um, this week, a lot of corn uh, that was planted early is starting to pollinate. So far, the fields we've been in, pollination is going good, but it's going to take a couple of weeks. We always talk about the important position in your farm of a pest boss. Remember that person who's responsible to beat back all uh, threats against the farm, such as weeds, disease, and insects. For you guys that are nominated the pest boss of your operation, and I think it should be an employee or uh, of the operation to be in charge or centrally in charge of this position. It's go time. It's time to be out there and making sure that some of these invasions that we're starting to look at uh, don't uh, turn themselves into a real mess. So as we're out there right now in this pollinating corn or corn that's getting ready to pollinate, scouting typically would start anywhere from two weeks before right on through to the end of pollination. Don't forget you guys in the north to be looking for the western bean cutworm. And while you're out there, uh, those moths are going to lay them eggs on the top side of the leaves, if you remember, and they're typically in the upper portion of that plant. We can get a lot of damage uh, on your susceptible hybrids there. The aphids, uh, same thing for this later planted corn. As you're out there checking it, pull the whorls on rapid to see where your tassel's at and be paying attention in the dry area for aphid buildup. Seeing just a little bit of that, but not much right now, but let's let, not let that get out of the way. The big dog that we're running into is Japanese beetle that are clipping silks. Now the rootworm beetle have been pretty quiet. Those numbers will probably continue to grow uh, as the season goes on, but uh, surprisingly we don't have the population of bean or rootworm beetle that I thought we would. The Japanese beetle is getting kind of crazy in some areas and uh, we have to manage those. Let's be thinking about, you know, which fields uh, are going to need to be sprayed and which ones aren't based on how you plant it. Don't forget the replant areas in the field. You went back to replant them for yield, so let's make sure that they get pollinated as well. Corn in general, a lot of this early corn is short, so it's indicating the growing conditions it's had up to this point between too wet, too dry, and, and not uh, enough water to move it along or not enough evapotranspiration to keep it going. We've seen a lot of corn that's tasseling, pollinating, and still short. It's going to stay short because it's through the vegetative stages. It's now in the reproductive stages. So you're not going to add height once that tassel is dropping pollen from that case. Some of the fields that we've been in this last few days, uh, if they're short upright hybrids, they're not going to reach 90%, 95% ground cover like we'd like. And if it stays hot and dry for some of these hybrids, that will be a problem. That'll cause some heat stress out there in the field. Corn height doesn't mean that much to yield if everything is okay and we're um, not fighting a drought. Under drought, hot conditions, the closed architecture on the corn um, will show up in hotter temperatures and that'll give us trouble itself. Beans, uh, they're kind of short as well, especially the wide row beans uh, and the later planted beans. They just aren't moving along like we'd like. They are stacking those internodes kind of tight. 
Doesn't mean a lot for a soybean. Again, if it starts raining by R4 and R4 through R6, height really isn't something that we're too concerned about uh, on the soybean itself, except for getting these rows closed and managing the weeds. And uh, in the wide row beans, in a lot of cases, we're going to have to give up on that. We can't uh, get these rows closed. So it's a scenario where as we move into R2 on some of these beans, we got to be careful with our rescue sprays. As we go out there and try to burn things back, it's now going to start to come at a yield loss. So make sure the weeds uh, are worth taking out if you're going out there to beat some of these beans up that are moving right along. In the beans, continue to watch for the Japanese defoliation. As we move from that R1 to R3, you're going to lower the defoliation threshold to 20%. Again, you're going to pull from the top, middle, and bottom of the plant as you're analyzing how much defoliation uh, you're dealing with. Today we saw R3 beans that are going to need to be sprayed. They're past the threshold from defoliation. And this is way out in the field, not just on the headlands itself. Matter of fact, in the fields we're in today, you could just stand there and hear them buzzing. It was uh, Populations are, are uh, almost of historic proportions in some of these fields. I haven't seen them quite that heavy in a long time in itself. In the dry area, it's time to scout for spider mites. Here at Hayworth... We're finding mites and eggs on the soybean leaves. So by next week, we'll have visual evidence that they're there. They'll start to pull these uh, plants down. If you guys don't learn to share the water out there, uh, if we don't get any more moisture, we're going to have to start to pay attention to it. So again, stop mowing those ditches. Stop mowing the waterways. Watch your fields that are near the mowed areas, especially if it's a brown lawn, that type of thing. They will move in from the edges uh, across your farm. So by border spraying, you can buy some time if you catch them at the edge. If they're ready past the edge, uh, you're not going to buy yourself any time in itself. But scenario where moisture um, doesn't take care of them overnight, but it brings their predators back and helps us uh, then get back ahead of them itself. But... Uh, again, we we're talking about that area where the lawns are brown and the you know where the leach fields are because the you haven't mowed anything but weeds on your lawn for a while, which is pretty much where we are here. Disease pressure in general, both in corn and beans, continues to be very light. Um, haven't seen a lot of pressure. Common rust is the most prevalent out there. Today we did see some small amounts of gray leaf in the areas receiving moisture and some entracnose, but. Again, the pretty pretty light pressure, even in the areas where it's been raining, the pressure is a little stronger, but it's been pretty quiet. Right now, though, I want you to focus on bugs first. Don't shoot from the hip and spray a fungicide out there and end up going back to manage the insects in one or two weeks. Know what you're doing out there. Don't just spray because it's on the calendar. What are we working with? Anybody fighting Japanese beetles and silk clipping near the office within driving distance of the office of our, uh, we have a Hagee here with undercovers and we'd like to try something with the undercovers on this Hagee where we would basically cap the nozzle that's spraying up. We keep the two side nozzles and set that undercover so it's right there on the silk and we try to concentrate the application on the silk to see if we can get a better kill by aiming for the silk versus a broadcast application over the top. And we're looking for some plots like that. If you're within driving distance here at the office and you think you need to be spraying for Japanese beetle, 
uh, let us know. We'd like to uh, try the same type of plot in corn-on-corn corn for ear rot in this window of pollination, but we really need it raining to give us some conditions to, to drive the diplodia ear rots and that type of thing itself. And hopefully that would happen. And maybe if it does and you got corn-on-corn corn and a susceptible hybrid, we'd like to try that same plot uh, as well out there itself. Don't forget, you crop tech customers, our field day is July 20th. The invites uh, are going out today, so you can kind of see what the program is. It's going to be a busy day for the rest of you. Don't forget the Corn Soybean College on the 25th and 6th. With that, I'm hoping that we see some rain everywhere. Guys, don't keep hogging it on me. Let's be sharing it. Let's keep her safe. Let's keep her moving.